Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks again for coming on and uh, listening to us and allowing us to come across your earwaves and talk to you about what God's Word has to say about helping us, helping people with hurting hearts, helping folks with PTSD, helping people just going through life and helping others, you know, listening to this and finding out how in the world can we help others, Stephanie Wesco. You know, it's kind of God is about others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's others-focused. He's Yeah, his focus is... Uh, uh, you know, to help us all, to provide a path for salvation for everybody on this earth. And I think that's pretty cool. So catch us up, Stephanie. There's eight kids. And I guess I guess your oldest now is a, a license to drive. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man, who would have known? You're getting pretty old, man. You got kids driving now. And, uh, Thanks. Man. Thank you for that encouragement. I really <laughs> 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 And then you got Emmy. She's bringing up the backside of the age group. You know, that is the downside to get getting married very young is everybody thinks you're plain old old. Yeah. I don't think oh. you, I don't think you look a day over 50 years old. No. Please <laughs> <laughs> send Doug an email for that one. Yeah. Yeah. We all know that Stephanie's in her thirties and, uh, but we're excited. We're excited that Daniel's out there being able to drive on the friendly roads and, uh, but you know, Stephanie, thinking of the kids, thinking of everything that's going on. So you guys are like halfway through the school year cranking along and, yeah. uh, what's the biggest challenge for a single mom of eight with kids and homeschool and food and more food and more food. Cause there's eight people they all eat like truck drivers. What's your biggest challenge on a daily basis? depends what realm of life um keeping meals you know it's like the whole um if you're going to just get perspective just making sure that there's you know with all the boys now they go into freak out mode of their mode there is not food in the fridge that they can eat like they don't need food that needs prepped they need food that they can consume in the next three minutes yeah um they don't die of starvation. And so that's a challenge. I'm very thankful for things like cheese sticks and apples and bananas. And um, we've been getting some strawberries and stuff lately that have been on sale. I mean, for what sales are now. And so yeah. uh, anyways. Yeah, I the Biden buck is not worth a whole lot. I promise you yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, keeping food on the table is fun. Um, just, you know, keeping, trying to stay ahead on prep. I spent hours last Saturday, um, and then I actually made stuff on Sunday too for breakfast for this whole week so that at least that meal was covered, um, without me having to stress, you know, on a more consistent level. And then, yeah, it's fun. And keeping the laundry done, I, I don't know that I try not to look at it as there are days that I just want to curl up in bed and go to sleep because I'm so tired and I'm so sick of hearing, mommy, have you done this? Mommy, we said we needed this done three weeks ago. Mommy, you know, and it's, um, where's my shirt? Yeah. Yeah. 
mommy, where's my, you know, whatever. And, but you know what? It's the greatest privilege in the world. And I'm thankful that I am needed by my kids. Um, because there's some people that seem to be happy if I disappeared. So I am very, and very, I good. am not among them, even though I pick on your, uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking of you at all. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we just, we just want to put that, you know, full disclosure, folks, you know, there's people out there that hate Stephanie and me. There's people out there that hate you. It's a, you know, you start serving God, people don't like you. The narcissists get weird, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, some people don't like you because you know, the demons in them can't deal with your Holy spirit, man. It messes them up, man. They can't deal with that Holy spirit. That's in your heart. You come into the area cause they're not going to like you. You know, their demons are getting restless, man. There's they could fill the pigs and go down into the uh, Sea of Galilee and choke themselves to death, man. Those demons are in folks out there. But anyway, we don't want to get real weird with that. But uh, some people stink. Some people are awesome. We know that all of you folks are the awesome ones. Uh, only awesome people listen to this podcast. Thousands of you guys are awesome, and you listen to our podcast. Thank you for that. Thank you for all you do. Every time we run Appalytics, uh, which is analytics, Apple wise, Apple done with the podcast listeners there. We always smile. And, uh, because we know that God has prompted a lot of you wonderful folks to be out there listening to us. And, uh, you know, we're honored by that. And, and, you know, Stephanie, just to think of the people out there listening to us, various levels of junk they're going through and relationships and families and health. And, uh, I mean, you just name it finances and all those types of things, but people taking the time to listen to our podcast. And because of that, we, we are, we're really honored. We really are. And then to see the people who give toward this podcast and make a difference and, uh, young people, uh, it's, I'm always amazed when I see, you know, people say, Oh, there's no good in the younger generation. Well, you're not hanging out with them. There's a lot of good out there. Um, there's, there's just a lot of good going on. So all that, uh, we move along to our segment. We just like catching you guys up and, uh, letting you know kind of where we're at and where we're going. So happy Wednesday to you. So we're at that segment, um, or Stephanie's turn with a knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if so Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if, you know, Doug, I had such a really good one. It was all ready to go. And I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm like, that's right. That's right. And my brain completely went. So I'm just going to put that you are a knucklehead. If you can't even keep your thoughts running together. <laughs> Dude, you seriously need a pen and a piece of paper when you do these six. <laughs> I seriously do. Yes. Yeah, but I forget all the time. My too. Bible freezing in a in a cold office room. <laughs> yeah, they probably have the church on fifty five or something. Uh, during, <laughs> you know, but they, yeah. Get it outside, it's cold. <laughs> you know, somebody will come by or turn it up with their cell phone for Wednesday night service, but. Yeah. Or I could say that you're a knucklehead when you know you're going to do podcasts and you don't just drink a cup of coffee, so you stay awake like you should. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go, folks. And things we say to people with PTSD because we're on the positive side now. Um, so what do you want to say to somebody with PTSD, Stephanie? Well, I, I would say um, I was texting with a young lady I'm working with this morning and we were setting up meeting this week and um, you know, we just decided we want to meet at a coffee shop that, that thrilled us both. Okay. Um, but in all seriousness, if you have a friend who's struggling or has, you know, call them up, text them, Hey, you want to meet me at the coffee shop tomorrow morning? Just something little like that can change somebody's entire day. It can, it can, it can make everything better. 
And uh, mm -hmm. so just doing those things. So, hey, you want to meet me at the coffee shop? That's a good thing. So, folks, we're on this 12th proverb. And full disclosure, man, I'm telling you what, God's been slapping me around a little bit and making sure that I keep my heart right. And isn't that what Bible reading is all about? Isn't that, yeah. you know, study yeah. is all about is God helping to edify us, God helping to point us down the right road to direct us, to take care of us. And and here we are, you know, the Bible says, and, and, and I like this when we get to this part, but it talks about a prudent man, that idea of a prudent human being here. A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the fools, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. So a prudent man just doesn't throw everything out there to make people look bad, you know, to, to up them on the words you can say on how far you can take the knowledge. If someone makes a point, be glad about it. We don't, mm -hmm. we, we don't have to slap people around with our knowledge. We, uh, you know, the, one of the marks of wisdom and prudence is not to reveal everything, you know, every time you see everyone. I, I just think that I think, uh, I think the mark of knowledge is just to have it when it's needing, you know, when you yeah. need it. And, uh, uh, and then you can put that to work. So it, I think it's to be careful who you confide in, what time you say, cause you can release things and blow them away, Stephanie. And then looking at that heart proclaimed mm -hmm. foolishness. I mean, looking at this verse, what's coming to your mind? What are you thinking about? Well, I, when I look at this, I'm thinking of the fact that a wise person doesn't always have, doesn't always have to say what he knows. Um, and you know, there, there's those people that you're, they walk into a conversation and suddenly they know everything about everything and right. they were, the, yeah. You know, yeah. And you end up leaving a conversation that maybe you were one of the original involved in, it was you and another person in this, you know, don't, don't be that third wheel that inserts yourself to let, to let, you know, a group know that you're the expert. Um, a prudent person, a wise person, someone who has the law of kindness in their tongue can just stand there and be a part of the conversation without having to reveal all of their knowledge. Um, but someone who is foolish, someone who, um, someone who has to be the center of attention, you, their tongue gets, maybe it starts out fine, but their tongue is going to, going to go down a bad trail yeah, um, because of where their heart already is. And I think this is something, this is um, actually the, reading this verse. I'm like, I need to, I need to point this verse out in devotions with my kids just because it's easy for, um, especially with a bunch of teenage boys together, it's easy for my boys. Um, and I'm not saying this is unique to them. This is a teenage thing <laughs> as a whole, I think, but yeah. that they want to one up the people around them with what they know and, um, or, you know, they do this with each other. And that reminder, just, this is a good verse as parents for ourselves. And then to remind our children, it's okay. It's okay to not know everything. It's yeah. okay to, um, just be a part of a conversation and be a part of it. You don't have to be the conversation. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is just very, very practical. Yeah, you don't have to win every conversation. You, you don't have to be the brightest person in every room. Uh, sometimes the brightest person in every room just sits back and takes in knowledge and takes in what's going on. And, and you know, the heart of fools, they, I, I, I think, you know, speaking again of the hearts of those who are foolish, you know, they, they want to put everything out there. They want to look smarter than everyone else. They, they want to proclaim their, you know, their brilliance, and all they're proclaiming is folly. 
you know, all they're proclaiming is, you know, I don't have a lot going on, so I have to be smarter than everybody else. I have to be smarter than you. I have to make you look bad. I mean, that's the danger of what this verse is talking about. The danger yeah. is hurting other people, making people look bad, uh, doing those kind. Of, that there's a real danger with that, and yeah. uh, and and I think that's what it's talking about. There's a real danger here. There's a real danger to that, and we need to be very careful that we don't, uh, you know, we don't buy into it. It's basically what it comes down to. I, I, we're just not buying into it. You know, we're we're different people. We're we're people that know our Lord and Savior. We're people that trust His Word. We're people that don't have to dominate a conversation. We can have plenty of knowledge and share it as it's needed, and just love people. And uh, I, you know, I think there's a difference between a big mouth and a loud mouth too. So I think that's an important thing. You know, I mean. Maybe this isn't all that hermeneutically correct, but I think some people are loud. You know, they're hard of hearing, they're loud. That's how God made them and stuff like that. But a big mouth just goes on and talks about everybody and talks about everything and babbles all the things they know. That's a big difference out there. And there are people that are both. Yeah, yeah. Th there are people, and we met them. You know, we knew yeah. people. We had that uh, one board member in the old organization. We were that guy. That guy was louder. You could hear him at 200 yards, you know, and he was a big mouth too, talking about all the things you didn't know. But I mean, but here's the important thing, I think, is if you look at these things, yeah, we, <laughs> we know people like this, and so don't you. You guys know it, too. We get it. Uh, you, you, got, you guys could literally write down names right now, and so could we. And we probably would write down some of the same names as the sad thing. Uh, you know, well, you know, uh, yeah. make you laugh because it's, yeah, you don't want to be this way because it's honestly embarrassing. <laughs> It is embarrassing, man. And, and, you know, God has given me some calmness. I, I probably was loud. You know, I was in the army. Everything had to be loud. It's like, Wesco, get out of that bed. You know, move <laughs> along, get trash. You look like a knucklehead, you know, stuff like that. But, and so you have to, you know, all of a sudden you're serving God. There's a different level. You, you're buying into his word and uh, you have to calm that down a little bit because it's a fool that's running around dominating every conversation saying everything they know. Um, I found out that I don't know everything. I'm not even close. You know, I'm probably in the lower one percentile of the nation on knowing oh, stuff, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying that to be humble, but I'm always learning from other folks. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I, I told you my pickup truck GPS went crazy. So, you know, do I take it to the dealer? What do I do? It's, you know, it's one month outside of warranty. The truck's been perfect. So I put out there in my truck Facebook page because I don't know what to do. I'm trying everything, but they're on a Facebook page and Hey, my truck's doing this. What should I do? 15 people within 15 seconds. You know, they're all answering at the same time. Unhook your battery, hook it back up. Everything will be fine. And you know, I didn't know that, but you know what I did? I unhooked my battery. I hooked it back up and everything is fine. So, you know, there's people out there who know we don't have to throw it all out there. Then this next verse, Stephanie, uh, this next verse, it says the hand of the diligent shall bear rule but mm. the slothful shall, shall be under, did you see that word slothful? It is, mm -hmm. uh, shall be under tribute or, or so, you know, the lazy guy, what it's talking about is, is, you know, those people who are diligent, hardworking, they'll have the rule, they'll be in charge. They'll, because, because God doesn't waste that. People don't waste hardworking people. Uh, you know, they work their way up to become leaders. Sometimes we, and sometimes, you know, we're not hardworking. We really need to evaluate a work. Are we doing enough? Are we doing what we're told? I mean, you know, I, I worked last night, I think till one thirty AM or this morning or whatever you want to say, but I'm not sure all of it was real productive. So I, sometimes we even have to stop and look at ourselves and saying, Hey, am I, you know, am I handling this right? 
And uh, so it's given us these, again, it's, it's telling us about two groups of people here, Stephanie, the hard workers and the lazy folks. I mean, isn't that what you see in here? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the people, I see capitalists versus socialists. Um, someone who is diligent um, is going to have a vision to accomplish something. And so they're going to be working hard. They're going to be um, doing their jobs. They're going to be um, promoted. Um, I, th- I have a young lady I'm thinking of right now who's just a few months older than my son. And so it's not, you know, we're talking a kid still, okay? I mean, she's she's a beautiful young adult. Um, but from a working perspective, okay, she still qualifies as a kid. She's getting put in manager kind of positions as far as with leadership and things that she's doing because she's diligent. Her boss can depend on her. She's, you know, she's whatever he gives her to do, it's done perfect. It's done right. And not only is that a shout out to her parents for being amazing parents and how they raised her, but it's a shout out to her as a young person being diligent and being given more responsibilities and being put in leadership positions, even as a young person, because she is diligent. And I have seen the opposite with teenagers that are lazy or adults that are lazy or that just are kind of like they have no get up and go. And it's like, um, I don't do well with that kind of attitude. Oh yeah. They get up and go must've got up and went cause they don't have any, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I think, I think we could beat this verse to death, but the reality of what we're dealing with here is this, be a hard worker. Don't be a slacker, you know, uh, earn your pay. I mean, if you don't like the job you got, get another one. Um, you know, I, I know people here where I live, there's so many people who bailed out of the service industry, you know, the mowing lawns, the raking, the cleaning houses. I know a lady who retired as a school teacher, uh, out of one of the churches I go to, she retired as a school teacher and said, you know, I just want to work a few days a week. So she decided that she was going to clean homes for elderly, you know, take on some part-time work. She's making four times as much money as she did as a school teacher. She's got people working for her. She's hiring people, you know, because there's, because they're doing it right. You know, uh, you go in and you, you help people along and a lot of that money, you know, older people is maybe the state helping them out. I don't know, but I mean, you can make a difference out there. Your choice is, you know, we're not supposed to be slothful in business is what Paul told us in the book of Romans and to, to the church at Rome is, you know, don't expect everybody to do your work for you. And it's the same way. I think too, this is covering family and marriage and relationships. Don't be lazy in those things be mm-hmm. all in, in those things, you know, look out like Stephanie says, you know, get the food ready ahead of time, get the things ready, set up yourself for a successful evening, day, night, week, month. Cause you can, you honestly, yeah. you, you can get some things done ahead of time. And I think that's really what it's talking to. I think we can take that verse and put it to work in our lives and our hearts. And, and, and then we see, um, you know, in verse 25, we see heaviness in the heart of man, maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. And so again, I, you know, over and over again, we see in the Bible, this idea of heaviness kind of being like depression, you Mm -hmm. know, 
Uh, I'm heavy. I'm depressed. I don't want to get things done. I, I remember the first time I came around, I don't want to bring heaviness. Remember Paul saying that, I think, in the, in the book of 2 Corinthians, where he's talking about sending out a prayer letter, basically, telling churches what's going on. And God inspired a book out of that prayer letter. But he says, I don't want to bring heaviness to you. I don't want to bring depression to you because there's so many good things going on. And so now this verse is dealing with it. It's talking about, you know, right away, it's talking about heaviness and the heart of man maketh stoop. It makes you stop, slow down, you know, uh, not be getting things done. You should be because you're dealing with depression. You're dealing with the opposite of joy. You're heavy. You're out there. Uh, let all those who are heavy laden, you know, uh, I mean, come to God, do those things. And, and, and then Stephanie, but a good word, but doing the right thing, saying the, it, it makes people glad. It makes things work out. And, it, you know, it's this idea, I think, of kindness, of encouragement, of, you know, passing on insight, of gaining people's perspective, all those things. You know, you can be heavy, depressed, not do a thing, or you can jump full scale all in and uh, talk to people with words of life, listen to their words of life and move on. I mean, what are you getting? Is, isn't that what you're thinking is going on here? Yeah, very much. Be a person that your words leave people and we, we go back to the power of words. Um, but there are some even preachers that seem to gloat on preaching messages. And I, I understand there are subjects from the word of God that are heavy. Okay. Um, and I understand there are messages that are serious, that are covering topic. I, so I get all of that. But when that is all your preaching is, step back and say, okay, I'm not uplifting. I'm not promoting. I think when I look at this verse, um, I know what this feels like. Um, just a couple of nights ago, um, I was under a severe, severe satanic attack. And my mind was being pummeled with fiery darts to a level that, yeah, my heart was stooping really, really bad. And um, I texted you, and you texted me back almost immediately, and I thought you were probably going to be have been asleep. Um, but you texted me back almost right away, and what I had said to you um, pretty much was that I was worthless, I was done. Um, I was dealing with some severe satanic attacks on my mind, stemming back to abuse, and you wrote me back um and your words, God used your words to encourage my heart. Your words helped make my heart glad, even though my heart was still stooped, it was less stooped. And um, the one thing you said to me that I read the next morning, yesterday morning when I needed it, was you are a fighter. Because Satan wants to plummet our brains yeah. with heaviness. And for me, one of those greatest tactics is just surrender. You can't fight this. It's too big of a battle for you. And I'm not giving any specific, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Life. And, yeah. And when you, when you're in that place or you have a friend that's in that place, hearing words of encouragement, hearing those words of, yes, you can do this. You are a fighter. God will give you wisdom. He will give you the strength you need. Just keep walking with him. Just keep staying faithful those are words that make the heart glad and that there's so much power there. There is. And, and I mean, I think this, I think this is great because I think that 
we as people need to stop and look at this and say, are we going to bring heaviness to others? Or are we going to stop and think about all the joy we have in our life, what God's doing for us, uh, write a friend and say, hey, I'm real heavy right now. Are, are we going to get stuck there? Are we going to stop and stoop and shut down everything? Or we're all going to get to the heavy place. We're all going to be to where Stephanie was a few nights ago. We're all there. We get there. So what do you do with it? Do you go to God? Do you write a friend saying, hey, I'm real heavy now? Uh, Do we take that depression and turn it into joy in God's word? Well, the answer to that is yes. We want to do all those things because, you know, there are people right now uh, within the sound of Stephanie and my voices that are making decisions that, you know, are are life-changing. And we want, and it's so good when you make the right decision, the godly decision, when you remove the heaviness, where you, uh, where you have more joy in your life. The other side of that is so cool when you get away from heaviness. So trust God, do what you got to do, work hard. You know, that's all this is coming down to. This whole chapter has been about, you know, words, deeds, how we work, things of that nature, uh, knowing that, you know, the diligent people, they're going to work. Uh, the diligent people are the ones that, uh, are going to get things done, knowing that, you know, being prudent, not having to share our knowledge, not having to overwhelm people. And then knowing that, you know, when we get depressed, when we get heavy, we just got to give it to God. We just got to go to others. We just got to trust and move out because when you get to the other side, friends, when that heaviness is gone, when you remove that from your life, where God takes that away from you, man, things get good. Life gets good and you get to be there. Hey, we love you folks. If there's anything we can do for you, find us out there at Help the Wounded Spirits. Anything you want us to talk about on air, if you want to send a question, if you want to be like that knucklehead the other day who said he thought I had a root of bitterness in my heart towards Stephanie in liberty if you want to write that you can write it he's right he was right and uh, i love him like a relative hey we'll see you guys real soon listen to every word brother eric's got to say all right have a great day god bless you thank you for listening to our podcast today it is very important to all of us at help for wounded spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry. Visit us at woundedspirits.com.